Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everyone. This is Gabriella Hoffman, host of District of Conservation. We are now officially in season three of the podcast with the launch of episode 102. Before I bring today's interview to you all, I want to briefly talk about what you can expect on the podcast going forward and read some recent reviews that were left on Apple Podcasts. As I explained in a blog post last week about the second anniversary of the podcast, I basically said that you're not going to really see any changes here. I have recently... Uh, announced a collaboration with a longtime partner of mine, C-Fact, and they have officially adopted the podcast, meaning I still maintain all direction, all controls, all planning, management, etc., but they have offered to lend their support and help us reach more people, which is awesome, and I'm really grateful that an outlet like them has recognized there is value in a podcast like this, so I'm really grateful that they've jumped on board, so you'll hear me mention them from time to time, but I have to give a proper shout out to them before to give start to this new season. And we're still going to have a lot of newsmakers, politicians, storytellers, famous, not famous, well-known, not well-known, come on and talk about what's happening. And today's guest is going to be someone you ought to learn about if you like fishing for red drum and are interested in fishing in the lower Chesapeake Bay. Before I introduce you guys to our guests. I want to take the time to thank three recent reviewers on Apple Podcasts. And if you like the podcast, you like what you're hearing, please be sure to leave reviews on Apple Reviews because that's where most of our traffic comes from. And it's a good way, I guess, to stimulate conversation about the podcast and have more people discover us. But here is the first of three I want to talk about. And this is from Maria Oz on September 2nd. And she said, amazing podcast. As someone who is new to the outdoors community and conservation, this podcast is very informative. Great topics are discussed with just enough detail that a person can be informative without information overload. And this is really sweet. I didn't expect this. I don't know this young lady, but she said that Gabriella Meme is also an amazing role model for women in the outdoors. So that's a very high compliment. I take that with the most seriousness that can be applied to such a statement. So thank you, Maria, for the compliment and for discovering the podcast and listening. Someone by the name of All You All Day called the podcast a great listen and said current conversation, current conservation topics with a variety of guests, good length and always informative. Thank you very much, All You All Day. And Tom Shakely, who works also in the D.C. policy space, I think we have some mutual friends, but I don't know him. He said that the podcast is marked by great conversations about nature and our place in it. And he writes great conversations, consistently hopeful and inspiring guests, and a good way to stay rooted in a time when it seems like everything in the world threatens to uproot us. So thank you, Tom, for the nice review as well. Now, here is a little bit about our guest today, Joshua Saunders of Peak Tide Fishing Company. And you're going to hear Josh talk about how he started the business, the inspiration behind the name, and why he likes targeting Red Drum 
But here's a little background on him for you guys. Josh Saunders is the owner and operator of Peak Tide Fishing and a United States Coast Guard master license captain. He grew up fishing in bodies of water, large and small, across several states. He soon developed a passion for saltwater fishing in his home waters of the Chesapeake Bay and her tributaries. This passion led him to seek out each nook and cranny in and around the bay, always searching for the area's best fishing. Always more eager for more, Josh has fished from the rushing trout streams of Montana to North Carolina's beautiful sounds, from the tidal flats and mangroves of Florida to the crystal clear waters of the Bahamas, always expanding his fishing knowledge and experience, and he draws on this experience to ensure that you have the trip of a lifetime. Having learned the art of tying flies at a young age, Josh ties flies and has worked for some of the area's best-known tackle shops. He also ties flies for world-class professionals as well as hobbyist fishermen, applying the same level of care and attention to detail for each and every customer. He is always ready to tie custom flies and jigs for customers fishing in some of the world's fabled fishing spots or those fishing in their backyard ponds. Whether fishing, guiding, tying, or teaching, Captain Josh is continually honing his skills, thus his ability to provide you with a quality experience. Whether you want to touch up your casting skills with fly casting instructions on the water or to brush up on some of the best light tackle techniques for our area, Captain Josh is ready to help. Our goal is for you to have a safe, enjoyable, and memorable day on the water, and the captain will provide his detailed knowledge of our local fisheries to put you on the fish. Our mutual friend, Tiffany, who goes by the name of Snooky, and she is here in Virginia, and she's pretty plugged in the fishing community. I've interviewed her for my Sports Women You Ought to Know series, which I used to host, but I hope to bring her back on the podcast soon, or on the podcast soon, I should say. And she put Josh and I in touch with one another. We went fishing last week when I was down in the historic triangle, northern neck region. He worked very, very hard, tried his utmost best to hook us help us hook up some monster red drum i did in fact hook up a red drum it's not a fish tail and i'm not exaggerating i have two key witnesses these are not anonymous sources these are two key witnesses josh and my dad and it was so upsetting to me to lose that fish i wasn't crying or anything i'm a big girl but when you hook in something so substantial like a bull red drum you can really feel it and when you lose it you often feel like you could have done a lot better to ensure that the catch would have been successful. And this happened to me when I went tarpon fishing last year. I knew I hit and had hooked into a very big tarpon. The sucker was huge. It was pulling and tugging. It was very palpable. And I felt the same with this. I couldn't see so much. It was not really visible to see the red drum, but I knew it was on my line. But although we weren't successful in catching red drum, Josh was super insightful He knows light tackle like no other. He is very professional. He was working very hard to like change up different spots. We caught some bluefish and I caught a toadfish and some other things. And although the day didn't work out, I think it's also very good to also highlight not so much the failures, but the missed uh, catches that you get, because that's the point of fishing, much like hunting. You're going to celebrate the victories. You're going to celebrate the trophy catches or the memorable catches and you also should reflect on the lost catches the missed catches the broken lines the snags everything too because that's how you improve upon your fishing skills and learn to be better so here is our reflective episode with josh saunders captain josh saunders of peak tide fishing company down in kilmarnock and if you find yourself down that way 
give him your business. I'm going to include all the links to his pricing, social media accounts. So you guys should book a charter with him just because he wasn't successful with me. Doesn't mean he won't be successful with you days before we went fishing. He was putting people on the board with monster red drum. So he is a pro. Sometimes the fish just don't work out for you. The stars don't align, but that's okay. But he's super wonderful. I really wanted to showcase his charter business and get you guys to learn more about him and his awesome fishing operation in the lower Chesapeake Bay. Here is my chat with Joshua Saunders. Enjoy. So I am with Joshua Saunders of Peak Tide Fishing in Kilmarnock, Virginia, which is in Northern Neck. And we have just completed some fishing. Not totally successful. We didn't come empty-handed, but we didn't get the red room we were seeking, but that's okay. But Josh, why don't you introduce yourself and talk about what you do and how you got started with fishing. I'm Josh Saunders, and um, I started this business in 2014, uh, taking people charter fishing. And uh, I've been fishing most of my whole life, but um, worked in tackle shops and stuff and just been in the industry uh, since I was got out of high school and just decided um, I'd rather be on the water than on land. <laughs> Why did you settle on peak tide fishing? Do you um, have a symbolism behind that? My wife came up with that name. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I like to fish around the tides, and um, we just thought that was fitting. Spelled peak like the end of Chesapeake Bay. Yeah, So yeah. that's where we do all our fishing. And you primarily target red drum. And for those who don't know what red drum is, can you explain to the listeners what red drum is and why people seek them here in the Chesapeake Bay, especially the lower basin part? Um, we've got a lot of... Uh, We've got a really good drum fishery here in the bay um, from puppy drum, which are the, the smaller juvenile red drum. We can fish for those in shallow waters and on flats and around marsh grass and structure and that kind of stuff. And we also have a really good fishery for the bull red drum, which are the big, the grown-up ones. Um, so it, it's a very diverse fishery we have here in the bay for them. And, uh, you know, it's something you can target um, a lot a lot of months out of the year from from about mid-April or May all the way into October we've got them so um, you know it's a it's a nice diverse fishery that we've got and that's you know one of the things I enjoy about it yeah and before we went fishing I was seeing pictures and and you have been having a good uh, catch with uh, with all the bull red drum you've caught yeah. a lot a lot of your uh, passengers and, and clients have gotten them. It's We've just had a pretty good summer, yeah. but every day is different. Yeah, and you know what? We can learn a lot from the days where we don't. Because I actually, we did hook in one. I did hook in one, yep. but because it was had a lot of power to muster, yeah. it just overpowered me They're and then darted off. Fish. There's a lot of things I, that can go wrong. I didn't know the girth of it. I thought it was just like okay, big fish, whatever. But that thing is powerful, almost like a tarpon. Very I don't know huge. if those can be compared to to one another. But it's a very big fish. Yep. They pull hard. And what what have been some of the recent sizes you've caught, that clients have caught? Um, we've caught them all the way from 60. Well, we have even caught some really small ones, like 12, 14 inches, and some in our slot keeper size around 20 inches, and some over 40 inches up to even over 50 inches, very few. And you but, said uh, you had a few citation ones yeah, recently? Yeah, we've had a few citations this week. Um, so, you know, we have had to work for it a little bit lately, but, you know, they're around, and if you put in the time, you can usually make it happen. Oh, well, well hopefully next time we can do that. But it was still <laughs> fun because you taught us 
a lot of different things about um, sight fishing and using light tackle for them because I'm used to the light tackle setup for striper bass. It's very similar. You're kind yep, of same kind of stuff, upscaled a little bit from what we use for stripers, but same, right. pretty much the same same thing. Right, and with it being such a busy summer, I know with COVID, I've heard a lot of fishing businesses. Uh, on the shore, more inland, have said it's been difficult, but has business started to pick up? Has it been challenging to be a fishing charter in this time? Yeah, yes. I mean, it's been challenging. There's been, I guess, kind of a lot of, from the beginning, a lot of unknowns as far as what we may or may not even be able to do this year. But um, ever since June, it's been pretty solid. You know, business has been more or less usual, if not some you know maybe even slightly busier than usual but um hopefully the you know the future yeah things will pick more, up again yeah exactly yeah and you yep. can go back to kind of pre-covid levels for business exactly yeah but have people still been reaching out and saying i want to book a charter at some point i want to go out with you yeah yeah well, I, it's been steady so in this region so with northern neck obviously there's a lot of crabbing a lot of waterman's history could you talk more about the region and why you like fishing here I think it'd be um, really cool for people to know. Obviously, without giving dead giveaways about spots, <laughs> uh, but well, why is this such a great fishery for red drum and just fishing in general? It, we've got, um, you know, a good fishery around here because there's shallow, some shallow protected waters, you know, where the younger fish grow up and all, and uh, and also there's, op- you know, big open waters of the bay, and there's a few. Uh, artificial reefs that the states put in that the fish will hang around and there's some uh, some wrecks and that kind of stuff it's, as long as well as shallow water structure so mm-hmm. you know there's kind of, kind of a lot of options right and you had reminded me that um, it isn't the usual department that oversees the saltwater species or brackish water species it's the separate marine council the virginia marine uh, uh, agency yep. as well virginia marine resources commission mm-hmm. oversees all the and how do they differ water. in your opinion from what regular they they kind of do what people do for freshwater but for saltwater um, yeah the, i mean they just they oversee all the commercial and recreational um all the saltwater fishing in the state mm-hmm. of Virginia. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole different organization than VDGIF, yeah. which controls the, all the freshwater stuff pretty much. Yeah, and um, I mean, when people go fishing with you on a charter like this, they don't have to worry about getting the license because your captain's license right. covers yep. it. My, I've got... I got plenty of licenses for everybody. Yeah, because yeah, I think some people are like, "Oh no, do I have to buy a saltwater license no, it's, when I go fishing?" It's, it's it's already included in your pricing and in it. And it's all yep, all covered. Everything we need for fishing and licenses and everything like that. And uh, do you work with any companies or um, have people supported your fishing operation since you started it six years ago? Any companies that come on? Because I know a lot of them will sponsor glasses, whatnot, and you don't have to necessarily have sponsorships, but have some companies taken notice of your fishing charter operation? Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of sponsors per se, but um, Green Top works uh, with you. Sporting Goods nice. works very closely with me. I'm on their Outfitters program. So, uh, you know, they've been they've been good to me they refer a lot of business good to me um and how long have you worked with them for a few years time mm-hmm. yeah two or three years yeah and yep. they're kind of like their own bass pro they're like a standalone shop off of uh, 95 i've seen them yep. before and gone before yep. nice very nice store they got a good selection and great guys working there 
Yeah, and uh, I think um, they used to have, like, they had an expo last year, which people told me about look, that looked really cool. Did you go there? Yeah, to... I had a little booth at the yeah. expo, actually. Mm-hmm. I think they've canceled it this year because of the right. virus, virus sure. But sure. Um, they've been doing that two or three years, I think. It's a mm-hmm. great event. Mm-hmm. Have you looked into the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival? You don't have to fly fish for trout. There's actually, I think you would like going there and just to visit or even have some yeah. fun. The organizers are phenomenal. But since you do, uh, I noticed obviously on board you had some uh, fly rods. Uh, obviously, I think it could be something that you could look into if you haven't. Or have you thought about going there or possibly yeah, looking I into it? Yeah, I usually do. Uh, I usually am up there. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Nice. In Doswell? I, yeah, in Doswell. I'll... Um, a lot of times since I'm involved with Green Top, they have mm-hmm. a booth there. Mm-hmm. I've been able to just get a little booth space kind of in a corner of their booth and aver- do a little advertising and stuff. It is, it's a real nice event. Yeah. Well put together. Yeah, it's nice when you compare it with wine as well. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and good food, too. We yep. love going. My they dad and I love going. Good food, yep. With the food. Some seafood and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more than your conven- conventional uh, like conference center type food that you right, normally find right, at yep. these big conventions. So nice no, it, vendors there. It's really good. But if people want to book a charter with you, what can they do? And how can they learn about pricing, your availability, connect with you on social media? What's the best way people um, can do that? You can give me a call at 804-338-0109 or um, on my website, which is www.peaktide.com, and peak is spelled with an E on the end of it, P-E-A-K-E. But um, there's a description and pricing and everything on there, and it, it uh, sort of details, lays out what our seasons, what we're doing at the different times of the year, mm-hmm. because I do move around a little bit. Um, and we're also on Facebook and Instagram. Not Her- very... Good, but <laughs> hey, you can always improve. It's not a big deal. <laughs> does it does it act as a referral to you? Because I know we were talking about social media. Sometimes it can be a hit or miss. Do you get some referrals from social media? I get a few. Okay. I'm not very good at social media at all. It's, okay. so. it's not rocket science. Yeah. <laughs> I put some stuff on there from time to time. I try. Yeah, you did put up some great redfish yeah. that you caught in the days prior. But, yeah, no, this was such a fun afternoon and morning, and although we didn't succeed with the bull drum, I know we at least had one on the other end of the line, and you just worked and hustled, and I know that people, if they book a charter with you, they're going to at least catch some fish at some point. You know, it could <laughs> be a red drum, it could be a puppy <laughs> drum. You know, what people forget with fishing is that you're not always going to catch the biggest trophy fish. You're not going to catch your intended target, but you make memories, yep. make new friendships, and you have fun. Is that what you try to impart on your clients, too? I just want everybody to have a good time and want to come back. (laughs) Perfect. Any final thoughts you want to add for the podcast for people? I think I'm good. You think you're good? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they just have to connect with you on social media. Okay. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Thank you, Josh, for everything, and uh, I hope I can refer some business to you. Absolutely. What did you think of my conversation with Josh? If you have an interest to learn more about Peak Tide Fishing Company and are interested in booking a charter with him, Click to the show notes and you'll find all the pertinent information. Like I'd mentioned earlier, you should give this guy your business. He is a hustler. He works very hard. He's super knowledgeable about the fishery. And I have no doubt if the conditions are ideal and the stars align, he's going to put you on the board for redfish. He knows his stuff. He's a young guy. I think it's important, especially with COVID, that we do a better job of supporting these smaller fishing operations, give them our business and make sure that they're continually staying busy and educating people about how awesome the different fisheries here are in Virginia. 
Make sure to follow District of Conservation on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to never miss a beat or a guest announcement. You can comb through past episodes in seasons one and two if you missed it and you're just catching up and learning about us. You can go see and check out some past episodes with some pretty prominent guests and cool storytellers that I've brought on across uh, the seafood industry, news and politics, nonprofit sector, and so much more. If you have any questions or have any guest suggestions, send them my way. I would love to consider them. And if you have a unique story to tell, you live in the D.C. area, you're somehow influenced by what happens here in D.C., give me a shout and we'll do our best to connect and feature your story here. Stay tuned for next week as we explore some interesting developments in public policy and assess how the two different presidential candidates, the two top ones, match up on conservation issues. Their sportsmen's groups have just become public and I think it'd be very valuable to assess good points, bad points, and questionable things you guys should be aware of about President Trump and his opponent, Joe Biden. All right. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Happy fishing, happy trails. And for those of you who've gotten to the field to go hunting, super envious and good luck with your dove openers if you haven't had those already.